I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News. The Illinois Department of Public Health is reporting a COVID-19 outbreak at the state's veterans' home in Mantino, just north of Kankakee. Sixteen residents and six staff members have tested positive. Some people are displaying mild symptoms. Others report no symptoms. IDPH says all infected residents are fully vaccinated and all but one is double boosted. They're being isolated and the state says communal activities are being curtailed until the outbreak is over. Despite its elevated alert level, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention maintains the risk for contracting monkeypox is low for the general public. OSF Healthcare infectious disease physician Dr. Douglas Casper agrees. He says the virus spreads only after what he calls intimate exposure with someone who is acutely ill with the virus. So the way monkeypox spreads makes it less contagious than COVID-19. Where SARS-CoV-2 was so different is that um, it spread incredibly quickly and it had modes of spread that include airborne, which means people that were not in direct contact or close contact could become infected. Underscoring monkeypox is really that intimate level of contacts that's necessary for a very um, high-risk exposure. Anyone who believes they've been exposed to monkeypox should contact their primary care provider. Testing for monkeypox is not widely available and is being done through regional public health and government sites. Today marks the 10th anniversary of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, program, but its fate remains uncertain. Mawa Iqbal has more. The Obama-era initiative has faced many court battles. The Trump administration announced an end to the program in 2017, but after many lawsuits, the Supreme Court ruled it could stay in 2020. But now seven states have filed another lawsuit against the program, and the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals will hear it next month. Illinois Institute of Technology President Raj Anchambadi is calling on Congress for action. Ensuring that all our students have access to affordable, quality higher education and opportunities is absolutely the core to a better future. Illinois is home to nearly 34,000 DACA recipients. I'm Mawa Iqbal. Governor J.B. Pritzker says a new gun control measure that a group of U.S. senators has agreed to is a good start in response to recent mass shootings, but he wants to see more done. It's been an awfully long time since the Congress acted on gun safety, and so I'm glad to see that there was some success that came out of that. Uh, It's not enough. Pritzker says the gun control measures Congress may approve are less restrictive than laws already on the books in Illinois. The proposal would encourage states to adopt red flag laws to remove guns from potentially dangerous people, as Illinois has already done. It would expand background checks and fund school safety and mental health resources. As the country continues to reel from the recent mass shootings in Buffalo, Uvalde, and elsewhere, national law enforcement groups are calling on the U.S. Senate to address the nation's gun violence crisis. Kim Craven with the National Association of Women Law Enforcement Executives points out several states have struck a balance between responsible gun ownership and policies like implementing universal background checks and closing private sale loopholes. If we look at some of the states that have the strictest gun laws, and when they combine that with programming, they are among the lowest states that are having um, gun violence. Mass shootings have occurred every day in June, except one across more than a dozen states, according to the Gun Violence Archive. New research suggests reports of skyrocketing youth crime are not only unfounded, but also fueling calls for stricter punishments. Data from the Sentencing Project show the share of crimes in the U.S. committed by young people fell by more than half in the past two decades. It also decreased in all major types of offenses in 2020. 
Given the stress young people faced over the past two years, report author Richard Mendel says he would be surprised if future data reveals a pandemic-era increase in youth crime, but he contends a temporary rise shouldn't be used to justify returning to get-tough approaches. This is not a moment to be panicking about youth crime, especially if that panic is going to lead us to embrace solutions that we know the evidence shows does not work. The report notes because there's no published federal data on carjackings, Increases in a select number of cities don't necessarily indicate a national trend. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News.